0: I love you and I want to be the best husband, the best father, the best provider. This right here, this is like, this is what I live for. Because you do go out of your way to make me feel like the most important thing in the world. So I love you. I just want to make sure that we don't have these really, really high highs and we go through those lows. The Atlanta Whiplash. We got a record scratch moment there on the Real Houses of Atlanta. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. It's episode two of the new season of The Real Houses of Atlanta. We're going to be breaking it down. The Drew and Ralph of it all. So many red flags. I sort of feel like they're doing a little bit performance art. Does anyone else feel that way? It's like, I don't know. Everything about them. Every time we're in a Drew and Ralph scene, I'm like, what is going on here? What's this relationship? I don't understand it. I also feel like they're leaning in the whole thing with the roses and the dinner and then... Everything feels a little pre-planned to me. Is anyone else feeling that way? I don't know if it's just me or what it is, but it's feeling false. Something about it. And then also really fucked up. Excuse my language, but it's really fucked up. I don't know what's going on with those two. Uh, but we're settling in. Again, episode two is always the test. Because episode one, they edit the shit out of that episode. They get us on board for the season. And then episode two, we don't have the group scene. We're kind of checking in with them all individually. So it is really hard to tell how the whole season is going to be based off of episode two. Because uh, everyone's storylines are very separate right now. And that upsets me. But uh, it's what we got to do for season uh, episode two of a season, because we need to know how they're all doing individually. And so that's what this episode is. Did it feel a little bit like a filler episode? Yes. Yes, it did, unfortunately. And I'm not happy to say that. I'm not happy to say that. But we did get some good stuff. Again, the Drew and Ralph of it all is truly fucking crazy. I mean, everything, even individually, Drew and Ralph is crazy to me. Uh, But we're going to get there. I do have to mention that next week I will not be recapping The Real Houses of Atlanta, but we will have a new episode with one of the – Former producers of The Real Houses of Atlanta, Carlos King. Carlos is fantastic, so there'll be an interview with him next Sunday night on Everything Iconic. It'll be out Sunday night, Monday, Uh, so if you want to listen to that. There will be new episodes next week, but I will not be recapping. Uh, But we will have a recap of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills premiere later this week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Very excited. Also, I put on the soundboard some music. I felt like we needed some pop music, so you know what? Here we go into our recap. Here we go one more time. We needed a little end sync, didn't we? Need because again, this was a little bit of a filler episode, so we got to bring it for the recap. I know better than anyone that that means I got to hook you all on board to everything iconic. And so, what do I do? I go to my soundboard and I put some pop music on there. You know what else I put on here? A little Willa Ford. Remember Willa Ford? I wanna be bad. Anyone remember that? I wanna be bad. A classic song. So we're gonna. We got some beats on the soundboard. In the words of Nene Leakes. Well, Candy, will not you check around Puerto Rico and see if there's a studio. We can go drop some beats. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drop some beats on this episode, you guys. Hello. Uh, what else do I have to say? Oh, I'm also recording in a new space. This is going to keep me on my toes, too. I got to wake up because uh, I am recording from the bed, from my bed, because we're uh, painting the office downstairs. And unfortunately, I did want to hire someone to paint the office because I'm not a good painter. I color outside the lines. Even as a young boy, when I was doing the coloring books, I never could color inside the lines. So I'm not someone who wants to paint anything. And I'm sorry, that's just who I am. Okay, call me lazy, call me whatever you want. But I'm not someone who likes to paint rooms. When I was younger, we always used to have to paint everything. I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. And so I have a thing against painting. So we had some People come out and do quotes for the painting. And of course, my boyfriend was like, absolutely not. So he's uh doing it downstairs. He's doing it himself. And I know it's going to be weeks now. I mean, I don't think he could hear me. So this stays between us girlfriends. No one tell him. He doesn't listen to this podcast. But I'm a little concerned that this painting job for one room is going to take us weeks and weeks and weeks. Because he's down there now. And I he actually can paint. Like, he's very creative. And he could do, like... He's done pictures for a house and he's done great painting work. Uh, but when it comes to just painting like a wall, a plain color, I feel like that's just going to take a while. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And it's already been a rough week. I got shit on by one of the birds outside of our place. A bird just shit right on my leg, right on my leg. We got all these, I don't know if I told you about these birds. Uh, we got the birds in our new place and the birds were all flying on this one light and they were pooping on the new outdoor furniture. And so, I looked up online, like, how do we get birds to stop going places? Like, it's not like I had a bird feeder up there or anything. This is outdoors. So, anyway, I got these, like, really creepy, real-looking owls from Amazon. Have you guys seen these? Have you seen? They're, they look like real owls, but they're not. They're like these plastic owls. And you put them, and they're supposed to scare the birds away. So, I put them right on top of this light. Like, literally, there's one fake. Owl on top of this light outside because the birds were all going there and it's the light was like right behind a chair. And so the birds were pooping on the chair. So I had to get them to stop going there. So they did stop going there, but then they started going some other place. And when I was walking to the garage, then all of a sudden the bird pooped on my leg because now they're scared of where the owl is. So in every which way I got to look, keep my eyes open because the birds are just taking shits everywhere. And I've always been an apartment owner. This stuff is all new to me. The painting. I've always rented before. And so now owning is a different kind of thing. You got to paint yourself. There's birds shitting everywhere. It's exhausting. I don't know how you all do it. I don't know how people have done it for years. And now this is my first time. Uh, but it's, it's aggressive. A lot of birds, a lot of birds. I get my mom. My mom always was complaining about the critters, the birds, the woodpeckers, all that. Now I understand it all. Cause I'm like, there's just a whole, it's all ecosystem. Of animals outside of the house Anyway, what are we talking about? Okay, so Atlanta, you guys are probably like Why are you talking about Atlanta? We're gonna get to Atlanta Uh, I just had to mention, though, that I'm recording from another room So I'm in the bedroom, I'm literally in bed I'm in bed, so we're gonna be recording Here we go Here we go, one more time Everybody's feeling fine Here we go now God, that song was good N-Sync, nothing better than early N-Sync uh, and candy actually has written for NSYNC, so it all comes full circle, candy Burris. Uh, so we open with Sonia again. she's wearing Nike, so she, people had pointed out to me that she has a Nike deal. She was, of course, an Olympic athlete. So, yeah, it makes sense that she's got the Nike deal. It's just not something I've seen on Bravo before. We normally don't see the Nike, and I like it. I like it. But there's nine people living in her house. She's got the sister with the husband and the kids, plus her parents. I couldn't deal with all those people. I don't even like having guests at my place. Do you guys feel that way? It's like, I don't even want a guest. Nine people in the house seems exhausting to me. And I would always have to worry. I'd be like, do they have enough pillows? Do they have enough blankets? Do they Are they eating? Like, that's the kind of uh maternal instincts I have. So I would just be stressed the whole entire time. And they apparently got these patties from Jamaica and they're not sharing them. They all got their own, but uh, they are eating each other's patties. And that would also stress me out. I've lived with roommates before where they eat your food in college. I used to get the oatmeal cream pies. And I remember every time I'd come back to the room, the roommate would eat the oatmeal cream pies. I'd say, where the fuck are my oatmeal cream pies? Like those were my after after class snacks. Get out of a class on a Friday afternoon. You want one of your oatmeal cream pies? And they'd be missing. I'd say, where the fuck are my oatmeal cream pies? And the roommate would take them. I mean, it was grounds for expulsion. I was ready to write the dean because those oatmeal cream pies, they're not very expensive, but they were hard to get on campus. I mean, they might as well have been some sort of illegal drug or something because they didn't have grocery stores on campus. And this was back in the day. I don't know if people even listening remember, but back in the day, you couldn't just order something off Amazon and it would arrive the next day. You either order it and it took for a while. I didn't even have an Amazon account in college. So you couldn't just order shit. You had to get them. Uh, you had to secret them. You had to somehow get them. Either a parent had to send a care package with them. Or when somebody had a car, you'd go off campus to the grocery store, the nearest Walmart in town, uh, which in Athens, Ohio, you had to have a car to get to. So then you would get the oatmeal cream pie at the Walmart, which was, you'd only get to once a quarter that you wouldn't get there often. And so then you see the roommate eating your oatmeal cream pie. It's fucking grounds for divorce. Grounds for fucking divorce. Not divorce, but uh, expulsion. Expulsion. Uh, then we cut to, oh, Chateau Charette. You guys, I was so happy to see Chateau Charette. She says she wanted people to come there. She said, I want bitches to come in and pick their jaws off the floor. And I thought it looked great. And speaking of snacks, she was opening those Costco muffins. And I feel like the editors were shading her about those Costco muffins. I don't know if they were Costco, but they were some grocery store muffins. And they were kind of being shaded, but I thought they looked great. The whole place looked great. Uh, Kenya arrived. We got to see Gotti, which is Shrey's dog. He's aged. Unfortunately, dogs do that. And I didn't really understand the point of what they were trying to show us. <laughs> Did anyone else feel that way? They were trying to point out that Gotti the dog had age. And it's like, yeah, well, dogs age. Like I, I, And I don't even remember. Does anyone even remember Sheree's dog? I'm not saying that the dog hasn't been on this show before. But I don't feel like Sheree's dog was ever a main character. Like Jiggy or like, I don't know, one of the other. I mean, there's been a, a couple dogs in the history of Housewives where you're like, oh, yeah, that dog has been with us. Coco on The Real Houses of New York, I think. I think of Cocoa or Cookie, Bethany's dog. You know, that's a dog that we, I feel like we got to know those dogs. I don't really feel like I got to know Sheree's dog, Gotti. And they were doing this little montage of the Gotti aging. And I was like, what is this about? Like, I didn't, I sort of think they're edit, doing a little too many editing tricks in Atlanta. That's my opinion. I don't know if it's, I don't know. It's like, I don't even fucking know this dog. I mean, he it looks like a great dog. I love looking at a dog, especially an older dog. I love the dog. But I didn't understand why I didn't get it. Uh, it's nice that we go into the basement of course last time Kenya was in the basement was the last time Sheree was on the show and uh, there, remember Kenya was running around the house and saying oh, this place isn't even done and Sheree's like I cannot wait to show this bitch my basement and the basement's got like a club room it's got a lot of space a spa room Kenya was really nice about it I didn't really understand why she needed all that space I can't imagine why Sheree needs a spa room I mean, it was beautiful to see Uh, It was beautiful to see. I'm hoping they do, like, a spa day. Let's invite some people. Like, they do that on Beverly Hills, where they invite the people into the house. I want to see that here, Sheree. Kenya's being really nice to her, though. They're getting along. Sheree says to Kenya, I like you right now. And this is a dynamic duo that I'm ready to get on board with. I'm ready to hop right on board the Sheree and Kenya Express. Which, speaking of the Sheree and Kenya Express, did you guys see the Marvel commercial? It's been revealed. It's been revealed that Kenya and Sheree Whitfield are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now let me explain. You know how they often do those commercials where they're movie tie-in commercials on Bravo? Well, Sheree and Kenya just did one. And uh, apparently they're in the multiverse. So it's only a matter of time before they show up and start beating Thanos ass on one of the next Avengers, or maybe they're going to be in, I don't know, WandaVision, Disney Plus. I'm not sure where we're headed with this, but I'm just letting you all know that uh, there's a lot of people in the Marvel universe these days. I, I can't even keep up with all those movies. I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange, but they got the multiverse of madness, and now it was revealed during a commercial that Sheree and Kenya are part of it. And so I'm very excited about what's to come. What's to come? What are we doing here? Maybe Doctor Strange 3. <laughs> Put Sheree and Kenya in there. I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd rather have Sheree and Kenya fight like those evil villains I think they could do much better than Doctor Strange or the Spider-Man people. No shade to those heroes. No shade to Captain America or Scarlet Witch or any of those people. I just really feel like if I had to put an evil villain up against somebody and I had the option between Scarlet Witch and Captain America and Sheree and Kenya, I'd go with Sheree and Kenya. My money would go right on those two because I've seen those two twirl. I've seen them troll so many people out of this franchise. And so I know that they would be able to take on anyone, just about anyone. Just about anyone. Uh, but I'm liking that these two are getting along. Sheree says... they're Now they're talking about Marlo's gala. Gala? Gala? Do we say gala or gala? I'm not sure. You guys are going to yell at me. Going to yell at me. Uh, but they are talking about the gala, and Sheree said... Now I don't know if I should say gala or gala. Gala? 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 I don't know, you guys. I don't know. I wanna be gay! I wanna be <laughs> Uh Anyway, uh, Sheree says she could award the joggers to the gala. And... Another thing that I'm concerned about, and I hate to just nitpick, of course, I don't want to nitpick on this franchise, but I do worry that we're relying a lot on our past for the real House of Atlanta this season. It's like we keep hearing the sound clips from past episodes, and we're talking, about, we're referencing the joggers every five fucking seconds, and too much flashback footage. I'm concerned about that. Like, let's, we got to move forward. I like a little flashback here and there, okay? Okay. I like a little flashback. I'm not saying we don't do any flashbacks. I'm just saying they're they're relying very heavily on the past here and I need them to cool it. I need them to cool it. And we get it. The jogger thing is funny, but it's only funny if we just like if they scale back on it. Like let us laugh at the jogger thing. Don't throw the jogger thing in our face. Do you get what I'm saying? There are too many jogger references. Now the jogger is becoming not funny. That's how I felt about the bunny. Remember the fucking bunny on the Real House of Beverly Hills? That bunny was so hilarious, that bunny. And then we kept leaning into it. It was like we were putting it in the clubhouse, and then they did the BravoCon, and they had the bunny at BravoCon in a museum. And then we're talking about the bunny every second, and it was like, okay, now we've just ruined it. We ruined the joke because it just went too far. And uh, believe me, I know going too far. I'm sure on this podcast, you guys, I go too far all the time. You let me know. You say, Danny, you went too far. You played too many of that sound clip. I want to be Tell me I go too far. <laughs> You tell me I go too far all the time. So I believe me, I'm the, the queen of going too far. I'm just saying that happens on Bravo. And it's like, I'm feeling that way with about the joggers now. It's like the joggers are the new bunny. It's like, enough. Let us laugh at it. Don't lean into the, the humor of it. Get what I mean? You guys get what I mean. And the white refrigerator comment. Now this white refrigerator thing, if you're on the internet, if you're someone who's on social media quite a bit, You've seen that clip of Nene saying, oh, not a white refrigerator, right? This was like a clip that goes around on Twitter and Instagram. You guys have seen it if you're pretty active in that that space. And it was really funny. It was like this funny clip from years ago on the show in The Real House of Atlanta. And now it feels like they keep mentioning the white refrigerator thing. And Marlo said, oh, she lives somewhere with the white refrigerator. And it just feels like now we're leaning into that too much on the show. And now it's sucking the funny out of it. It is. Do you guys get that? You guys get that. Uh, but I'm worried about Kenny and Marlo, because those two, I thought they were going to be good this season. They were always a good team, and now I feel like they're... Kenya's is talking about the chia pet surgery that Marlo got, she calls it. And I thought that was mean. And then they're uh, just shading each other about the gala, the gala. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm concerned. And also very excited. <laughs> I know I just said I'm concerned, but I'm also very excited, because I think those two going after each other... I mean, not that I want that, but I kind of want that. Do you get what I mean? You get what I mean. Uh, also, it comes about about Drew and Sheree sharing the assistant. So we met the assistant last week. Remember, he was talking to Candy and he was doing a whole lot of stuff. He was like dialed into a 10. And now apparently there's this whole thing between Drew and Sheree. Sheree says she only uses this assistant sometimes. And I kind of think these people got too many assistants, right? Like, I don't understand. I think later on we saw Drew's house. She's got the four assistants. I'm like, what do you got? It said assistant number four. What does Drew Sedora need four assistants for? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's another reason why it's like that all. That's a house of cards. The Drew and Ralph of it all. It's a house of cards. I don't get it. And I'm on to them. I'm, I'm on to them. I'm, and I always like Drew. You know that Drew's been on everything iconic. Of course we like her, um, until, until we're starting to see the cracks in this foundation, and I'm concerned, and also very excited to watch. Uh, but anyway, apparently an assistant was telling Drew stuff about Sheree, and that Sheree didn't pay the assistant. Sheree says she only uses him sometimes. And I don't even know what Sheree needed the assistant for when she wasn't on the show. Because it's not like I saw Sheree doing a lot of public stuff that she would have needed an assistant. I, am I crazy for thinking that? I'm not saying that Sheree wasn't working when she wasn't on the Real Houses of Atlanta. I just don't know that she needed an assistant. Obviously, she said she only used an some assistant sometimes, but it just seems crazy to me. But I don't. I never get it. Sometimes I think these people just hire the assistant so that they look wealthy. You know, they put it on the airs of it. We've seen that on other franchises, and I am onto them. And then other times I think the assistants maybe work for free. They want to be on the housewives. They want to be close to the action. They want to be on camera. They want to be friends with the women. I have seen that. And so I also think maybe sometimes assistants are like, I'll work for free. I'll do it for free. I will, I'm ready to go. Put me in coach. I'm ready to go. Anyway. Uh, that's the Shrey and Drew it all too. I think, see, all these little seeds are being planted for this season that get me really excited. So although this episode was a little bit of a floppish episode, right? I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. Otherwise, what are we doing here? So it, yes, this episode was a flop, a big flop, but the seeds are being planted that got me excited. So that's why I'm not saying, you know, if this was Orange County, I'd be writing it off. I'd say, uh-oh, 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 we're in a bad spot but this is Atlanta, so I'm not too concerned about them, that we had one sort of eh, not great episode. And again, there was good stuff here. Good stuff here. Shall we take a break? Let's take a little break here. I want to thank ACAST. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. And we're back. Here we go one more time. Everybody's feeling fine. Here we go now. Yes, yes, yes here we go. Yes, 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 here we go. Okay, you guys, uh, did I mention the Selling sun? Did we do a Selling Sunset update? Okay, I'm sorry, this will be very quick, but I tried Emma's empanadas, okay, and I didn't love them, although the pizza ones were actually really good. I did really like the pizza ones. And so I did a live tasting on my Instagram. So those of you saw it, there's a whole highlight reel. If you haven't seen it, I put it up there. It's saved on my highlights on the Instagram page, but it just says empanadas. And by the way, a lot of you yelled at me because I was saying empanadas. I was adding like a little, I don't know. I add a little... Thing to it, I had a little flair, a little flair, because those empanadas need a little flare. if I'm being quite honest with you, because otherwise, what are we doing here? And they asked her about the empanadas on the reunion. Do you see the reunion, Selling Sunset reunion? I'm kind of concerned about Selling Sunset. I don't want to be a negative Nancy or a downer Danny, but I'm kind of feeling like Selling Sunset could be jumping the shark with the reunion situation. Because I don't know that we needed a reunion, particularly if Christine Quinn wasn't there. I'm very concerned Christine's not going to be returning to Selling Sunset next season. She seems like she's on the outs, but she's always on the outs. But what do we have there if we don't have Christine? And so she didn't even show up at the reunion. Apparently she got COVID, but then it was revealed that maybe she didn't have COVID because people had seen her out and about like a day after or something. And then uh, the big reveal was the Jason Crischel. Of course, Jason was sort of crying. But I didn't know if I bought all of that. I was like, they were kind of trying to squeak out tears, and then Chriselle revealed that she's dating G Flip, which is a singer, I suppose. I don't know question mark. But I uh, she, Chriselle is dating G Flip now. And she seems happy about it. She seems happy about it. So I don't know. I hope G-Flip's on next season of Selling Sunset. Otherwise, what's the point? What do we do? The thing that concerned me, though, I mentioned Jumping the Shark, is Chriselle was seemingly like not wanting to get into the G-Flip of it all, where at the reunion, Tan France from Queer Eye, who was hosting the reunion, and it also made me realize how good we have it with Andy Cohen. If you watch one of these other reunions and see someone from Queer Eye hosting it, you realize we need Andy Cohen. No offense to Tan France. Uh, Tan, it's what they call him. Tan, is it Tan France? Tan France? Tan France? I'm not sure. Uh, forgive me. I do a hard A. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm over self conscious about how I'm pronouncing things because everyone keeps yelling at me lately. Tan France, anyway, was uh, a host in the reunion and made me realize what we got with Andy Cohen. But when he was asking Chris Shell about, like, are you dating somebody else? She was like, oh, I don't want to talk about, it. you know, she's playing coy. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, oh, I'm not going to, I don't know if I should say anything. Oh. And then, and then, and I love Christelle, she looks stunning. I mean, how they're also hot. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. But she's like, oh, da, 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 da. and then uh Tom Franz was like pushing her on it. And then finally she's like, well, I brought a clip of me and G-Flip. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, which is it? You set up a clip, but then she, we were pretending like you, you didn't know that you were, we were going to talk about G-Flip. And so it was like, which is it? Which is it. And Chelsea, who I love on this show, I'm actually, that's my hope for the going forward of selling Sunset is Chelsea seems like a star and she seems like she could fulfill that Christine Quinn role. She knows she's got to bring good TV. She was kind of doing a lot at the reunion, but it made me hopeful because we need someone to do a lot because otherwise it's snoozy over there, over on the Sunset Strip with the Oppenheim group. Uh, so I need them to step it up. I need them to step it up. And at least God bless Chris for going and having uh, a fling with G-Flip because otherwise we got nothing. So uh, Maya, did you see Maya's face when Maya was like hearing about G-Flip? Maya looks so fucking confused. Uh, but I think that God bless Chris for giving us something to talk about on this show because I'm going to need those other women. I'm going to need Mary and Romaine and uh, the whole, Davina needs to step it up. I need them all to step it up and give us something. I forgot that that one woman was even there. I can't even remember her name. I mean, some of them. It's just, we need to step it up. Okay. Uh, so that's Selling Sense. I just had to mention that. So then on Atlanta. I'm sorry. We got to get back to Atlanta. Drew's house. She's got the chef Chastity. Is that how you say it? Chastity? Is it Chastity or Chastity? Uh, you guys, I can't pronounce anything. My notes lately, too, because I was stressed because of the painting. I was taking notes while the room was being torn apart for the painting. And so now I feel like all my notes are confusing. Anyway, I'm all out of sorts because I'm not recording in my office. I'm in the bedroom. I'm all out of sorts today. I wanna be dead. Uh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. So at Drew's house, she's got the chef. Che- chef? Chef? Um, and the assistant number four. Again, why do we have four assistants? It's so sketchy. Ralph then f- reveals that he fired the other assistant who's trying to give him a massage. And then Drew's like, Oh, do you still talk to her? And Ralph's like, I didn't say I was going to talk to her. And I'm like, what the fuck, Ralph? And then it's revealed that this woman is 50 years old, which I'm not trying to age shame or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, what is this whole situation? Like, I don't, why didn't we learn about that part beforehand? Again, 50 is very young. That 50 is not old at all by any means. And it just seemed like a weird kind of thing to throw out now. And then it felt a little age shamey. And the scene where it was like, well, she's 50 years old. And it's like, Ralph could still have sex with a woman who's 50. And then, I don't know. And by the way, did you hear that Todd, I had to look this up. And I was looking up Todd Tucker and the Google thought I said Tanya Tucker, which I have Googled Tanya Tucker before. I mean, who amongst us hasn't? Ladies, am I right? But I wasn't looking up Tanya Tucker. I was looking up Todd Tucker's age because he said something in the scene later on when he was with the guys. He said, I'm 48. And I was like, wait, Todd's 48? In my head, I, I, Todd was like 28. I didn't know Todd, Candy's Todd was 48, but apparently he is 48. And by the way, Tanya Tucker, I love her. Uh, okay. So what the fuck though? Um, Ralph says, I have so many women around me and you've just had it out for the assistance since day one. He tells Drew. And then in the confessional, Drew is like, well, he doesn't gaslight me. A lot of people say that. And then they're like, do you know what gaslighting means? She's like, nope. And then. <laughs> then she has to look it up. And they do this black and white film of him gaslighting her, which was an editing trick. It was an editing choice. And again, let's scale it back a little bit. Uh, Then uh, I did write in my notes, and gosh, I hate to even say this. You know, I shouldn't say this. Should I say this? Maybe I should say this. I gotta be honest. And this is what I wrote in my notes. And I'm not always proud of the things I write in my notes. I just have to say that. But sometimes you write something... And uh, I did write in my notes, you guys. I'm sorry for you're driving pullover because I'm not proud of this, but it's my truth. And I got to tell you, I wrote in my notes, they need a divorce. I, wanna be I think they do. I think they hate each other. Ralph says he's got a lot of things he resents Drew for. And yes, he does gaslight her all the time. I don't really see what's keeping them together other than the fact that they're both very hot, which sometimes is enough. Sometimes that could be enough. I mean, Ralph, I mean, look at that man. I think he's one of the hottest house husbands we've got on these franchises. I mean, a gorgeous, gorgeous man. I mean, he is... When I look at Ralph, you guys... Matt, turn on the fan! uh, I look at him, and he's a gorgeous man. So, But they do hate each other. It's very clear that probably more than almost any other couple on Bravo outside of Kyle and Amanda, who were just married in the season finale of Summer House, I think that Ralph and Drew hate each other uh more than anyone else again, other than Kyle and Amanda who again were just married on camera in the season finale of Summer House. Uh then we cut to Sheree and Thelma and Sheree's daughter, Sierra. They ha she has a podcast about sex, the daughter. And I kind of thought that, here's my theory on this, because it was a quick little interstitial clip of uh, them just at home. And I kind of feel like Sheree said in her contract, like, you have to give a little promo to my daughter's podcast. I don't know that that's true. That's just what I, that's kind of what the vibe I got from that scene. Because otherwise I was like, what are we doing? We weren't touching ground there for a while. It was like a quick little cutaway of like Sheree being like, oh, you got the podcast and it's about sex. I'm grossed out about that. And then we cut away really quick. So then uh, we cut to Candy, who's at home. Oh, Candy, she's at her house. She's a Broadway producer now. She's producing Thoughts of a Colored Man. I'm so proud of her. And uh, she's not doing it with Todd, though. Not doing it with Todd, which was surprising. I thought they were in it together. But apparently she's doing it on her own, which good for her. She's doing things on her own. Uh, but it was revealed that the Times did not like it. However, Amsterdam News said it was the most important show ever. So I'm really, I'm siding with Amsterdam News about it, and I'm proud of Candy. Really, I need to go to the Great White Way and check it out. It looks good. Anything that Candy's involved with, I'm here to support. I'm here to support. You know what I'm not here to support? Todd's multiple vacations a year. He goes away for lots of weekend getaways. What's that about? Why is he going on these weekend getaways all the time? They, are, they have kids together. I understand going away for work. Candy says she goes away for months for work, but Todd's just going to Miami. He's just going to Miami. And if he's going to be there, then he might as well be filming on The Real House of Miami. Because if Peter, do you guys hear this news? Apparently Peter from The Real House of Atlanta, formerly Cynthia Bailey's husband, Peter. He's now filming on The Real House of Potomac with Giselle. So if he could do that, then Todd, we need to get the crossover on the Miami Housewives. Let's get in the mix there, Todd. Get in the mix with Alexia and the whole gang over there, because I need to see it. Apparently, though, Candy's pissed because they haven't been finishing the house. Todd has his Jersey condo, which I, I wrote in my notes a big what? 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 Todd's got the condo? Todd's name isn't on the house, but it's on the condo. But Candy's on the condo. But Candy never got the keys to Todd's condo in Jersey. This is all very concerning to me. And they didn't finish the pool. And Candy's like, uh, instead of redoing your Jersey condo, you need to do the pool room. You guys, this is uh, red flags all over the place. Wee we're I don't know. I tried to do the ambulance sound effect because that's what I was. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a foley artist. I can't do sound effects, but I was trying to just now do that. What's that alarm? Alarm! Wee wee wee! That's what it plays in my head when I see the scene with Todd and Candy. Uh, anyway, then we cut to Candy's workspace, and Marlo. She's finally showing up. We're already halfway through the episode, or over halfway, and Marlo's just now showing up. But now I got the peach. Now Candy is dressed like a witch for a photo shoot, and Candy's assistant Tyler's there. And I thought the assistant was Phaedra. I'm sorry. I was like, oh my god, is that Phaedra? Uh, I couldn't. I don't know why. I think instinctively, I almost forgot the history. I and I've been rewatching older seasons of Atlanta and. In the older seasons, Candy and Phaedra were always doing scenes together. They were buddies. And so I think I had a Pavlonian response. Or what's that term? Pavlonian? Isn't that the right term? Unclear. Anyway, I had that sort of instinctual response because I'd been watching the old seasons. And then I had to check myself back in and be like, oh, we're not in 2012 anymore. Uh, which is something I have to remind myself of a lot. But anyway, it was the assistant, not Phaedra. But that's where I was. Mentally, that's where I am. I'm in those older seasons, you guys. And they it's sad to me, too, because I'm in the older seasons. I think I'm on season four in my rewatch or five, something like that. But Candy and Phaedra are such good friends, it makes me sad. Uh, anyway, they talk about, Candy and Marlo talk about how uh, raising kids with money and having money and then... They didn't connect before and Marlo says she wants to be friends with Candy, but Candy's not inviting her place. And, and Candy's like, well, Marlo, you didn't invite me to places. And I don't know. It was interesting. And I'm wondering if they will be able to connect. i have to stay tuned. Then we cut to, oh, this is tough. We cut to drop it with Drew. This whole business. Am I right? I, again, I don't, uh, I don't want to read this out loud, what I wrote in my notes, but I wrote in my notes that this is a sham. And it feels like a sham to me. Has anyone done the Drop It with Drew program? Maybe we could get one of the customers on the line. Maybe we get to, uh, I don't know, but did she not learn anything from Teddy Mellencamp's uh, All In program? That's not what you do. This is not, and I'm not saying they're the same thing, but I'm getting the same vibes. I'm getting the same vibes. I mean, in different kinds of ways, but I'm getting the same sort of shammy vibe and I don't know what that means. You guys can be the judge of that, but it's confusing to me. Then we get to the Blaze Steakhouse. Now, Ralph shows up in a gray sweatsuit, which, wow, Wow, Ralph, wow, because I love a man in a gray sweatpant. Nothing better than we can see the dick print, ladies, am I right? Now, Sonia's husband, Aaron, arrives, and Todd's there, and they're having this guy scene. You know how they love to give us the guy scenes now, which I don't think anybody wants, but they still continue to give them to us on every one of these franchises. And Todd, this is when I had to look him up. This is when I had to look up Tanya Tucker, because Todd was talking about getting his colonoscopy. He's 48, which I have to remind you all. Again, I've said this on the show before. If you've never gotten a colonoscopy, check with your doctor. Next time you go for your physical, men, you need to check about the colonoscopy. Men especially. You know, I can't speak on the women's behalf, but for men, I had a history of colon cancer in my family. And I was having all these health issues a couple years back. I went to the doctor, and no one had ever asked if I had a history of colon cancer. But because I did have all these health issues. I ended up having a colonoscopy and they had the polyps on I had They had to remove polyps because I had these cancerous polyps on me. And then I have to now go every, I think, three years, I have to go uh, and get the colonoscopy. And I would have never done that if I didn't have these other health issues. And so you have to check with your doctors, men. You need to tell the doctor if you have a history of colon cancer because that means you need to start doing your colonoscopies earlier. And... Uh even if you don't have a history in your family, you still need to start getting the colonoscopies. They just lowered the age, so you have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's it's lower. I think it's forty now. I could be wrong on that. I I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying you need to talk to your doctor. And it's not that scary. It's like really easy. Just so, just go do it. Just go do it. So you need to go do your colonoscopies. Ladies, I know most people who listen to everything I kind of got a lot of lady listeners. If you're married, you got a husband and the husband has never do- done the colonoscopy, you need to check in with him. You need to say, hun, what do we got to do about the colon? You know, go clean the colon. You get what I mean? And so make him go do the colonoscopy. Anyway, I did not know Todd was in his uh, 48s. I thought he was like 20s or something. And this was confusing me. They were making fun of uh Ralph and his massage therapist. I was kinda I didn't even know what they were talking about, to be honest, because I was just focused on Google and Tanya Tucker. And uh so I don't know what they talked about. I don't know what they said during this scene. Then we cut to uh house for homecoming. And we had a funny transitional song. It was like, Where are you going, girl? You know you're wild and out. I don't know, it's just a funny it was a funny song. I wanna be I wish in between scenes they would play Willa Ford. Willa Ford, because she was on everything iconic a long time ago, years ago. She was lovely, though. We love Willa Ford. A queen, an icon, and a legend. And now she's an interior designer. And her and I still keep in touch. And sometimes she'll send me design tips. You know, I'll be like, Willa, what chairs do I need to have here? And she'll send me some, you know, she's helpful. She's helpful. So she's not just a pop star. I want to be Yeah, she's a big uh, interior designer. She was on that Scott Disick show. He had a house-flipping show, and she was the interior designer for it. So we love Willa, and justice for her second single, Did You Understand That. Gays out there, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Marlo has a Marlo's house. Okay, so the nephew's getting ready for Homecoming. Marlo's got the manager, the house manager. Apparently they're a married couple, but I'm like, do we really need these two people here? And what are they getting paid? I get concerned for the housewives. I don't want them to get bamboozled out of money. And so I'm worried about Marlo's finances. I don't want her to be getting taken advantage by. I'm not saying these people are taking advantage. I'm just saying we need to look out for the ladies. We need to look out for each other. Uh, Marlo, though, did have a conversation with the kids. She says it's hard being a single... A single woman raising these kids because she's got to talk about the sex stuff, and then she's raising them with lots of money, so she's getting them dressed with the hermes belt. Meanwhile, my homecoming I had to use one of my dad's old suits i mean all of, all throughout high school, we never got suits in high school, so it was like you get my get my dad Gary's suit, so I always look like a forty eight year old realtor every time for my senior photos, for my homecoming dances for prom, I think we rented. Tuxes, right? That was, or suits or whatever for prom. But for the homecoming dances, I just had to always wear this thing that did not fit me because it was made for, again, a 40 something man at the time. Uh, I don't know what age my dad was at the time. I can't do the math, but he was something of that sort. And so that didn't fit like a 16 year old kid. I had to wear this suit jacket it was always so embarrassing. I look back, I'm like, that was not fitted to me. And I remember my mom would just kind Dan, it fits perfect. And I was like, I don't think it does. My mom, too, by the way, back then, since we're talking about Linda Pellegrino, she also, and mom's out there, you need to not do this. But my mom would told me not to shave my mustache. I grew a mustache at an early age, right? Like, I'm Italian. I got a lot, I'm a hairy person. And I remember at a very young age, I grew the mustache. And my mom was like, Dan, you can't cut that off because it'll grow back even more which is absurd, and so I just went around all of 8th grade with a mustache. And so I'm just, mothers out there, just let your kids shave the mustache. Teach them how to shave the mustache, whatever you got to do. Uh, Because uh, unless they like it, maybe that's the style now with the kids, I'm not sure. But back then, in my era, it was not. I was just walking around with an inappropriate mustache. Uh, As a young uh, 12-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid, I had a mustache. 10-year-old kid, I'm sure very. it was like 8 years old, I started growing in that hair and the mustache. Uh, and it made me look again like a 48 year old realtor with the child mustache and then the dad's jacket, suit jacket. It was like walking around. And people were trying to sell me their houses. I mean, people were asking me what's on the market, you know, and, and I'm like, oh man, I got recruited for selling sunset back in the day. No, I didn't. That's, true. <laughs> that's a stupid joke. Anyway, bum, bum, bum. I want to be dead. Okay, moving on. Then we see Drew and her assistant, um, or assistant number three, picks up Drew. And Ralph had this whole thing planned. Uh, Even though he's a monster, he did plan this entire thing. He got her a glam and stylist. And Drew's like, it's a complete fairy tale. She says, after the assistant situation, I've been desiring this in our relationship. And I just wrote my notes. What? Like, this is crazy. Like, first of all, he was, like, texting inappropriately the assistant about getting a massage. And now it's like we're just moving past – I feel like we're just moving past that too quickly. And he does trick her. He does trick her brain. And I don't like it. I don't like it. But apparently he gets uh, he gets her over to his tailor's showroom. And again, I feel like everything is for show. And Ralph says his order uh, needs to be God, himself, then his wife, then his kids. And he said that wasn't the order before. And Drew even says, so you think that you had it um, in that order before? I mean, it was all very con- – actually, my notes are confusing. The scene wasn't confusing. But I do have to point out that that order is not great. Uh, I think that maybe we should reorder that, Ralph. I would actually say – and look, again, I'm no I'm no um, mathematician or I'm no – what's someone who orders something – I don't know. I'm not someone who does lists. I don't professionally do lists. I'm not a BuzzFeed worker. But I would say that if a man should be listing things, I would think that the kids should come first, right? Am I nuts for that? I mean, I I know they always say, like, you have to be put first so that you could be good for other people. So I could even sort of understand if you put yourself first, but I think when you have kids, that changes, right? Because the kids come first, and then you worry about you, okay? But then I would say... I don't know. I don't know. And then I, I hope this doesn't make me a heathen. But I would say put God last. I put the kids before God. That's for sure. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, uh, God, if you're listening. I don't mean to insult you, God. Um, she's probably listening to this podcast, God, and and worried about me. She's going to send me straight to hell. I'm just saying. I think the kids should come first. I think God would want that. God would want that. The kids go first. Anyway, let's just. Um, Ralph says, let's just enjoy the night and save the rest for marriage counseling. And Drew's like, so we can't talk, and that's when he gets mad. And then Ralph says, "I'm going to schedule you an appointment with Doctor Ken to learn how to talk to men." Uh-uh. No, 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 Ralph, no, 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 period, no, no, Ralph, no. You don't say that. You don't say that enough. Stop it, Ralph. I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, but you do not say that to your wife. You do not do it. Stop it. And it was this Dr. Ken, too. Dr. Ken then, uh, Ralph says, uh, then Drew comes back and was like, I'll do one. I'll make you an appointment so you can learn how to talk to women, which was like a kind of like a bad comeback. I was like, Drew, you need to step up them comebacks. But then Ralph's like, well, Dr. Ken says you come in with singers all the time. And then it's revealed that Dr. Ken also said that Ralph's a maniac. Which I think that would, if I was in couples counseling, and look, I can't speak to this, Matt and I are not in couples counseling, although we probably should be, especially after this whole painting situation, because I'm sure that's going to tear us apart. Uh, but if and when we do join marriage counseling, and the marriage counselor says that I'm with a maniac, then I would probably run the other way. Okay, I'm sorry, because those marriage counselors, I don't think they're necessarily supposed to talk that way. And this one was saying that uh, Ralph's a maniac. And I'm not saying the therapist was wrong either, ladies. I'm not saying that. But uh, I would think that they don't normally uh, diagnose people as maniacs. And so I would run the other way. But then they had to look up Ralph and uh, Drew had to look up maniac in the dictionary. Poor Drew. She's got to look up stuff every fucking second. She's always going to have her phone handy. Drew cries and walks away, uh, Ralph walks away. These two are the worst. They hate each other. They just say they're, it's completely unhinged. And then Drew says, I don't know why, cause Ralph walks away from the situation and Drew says, I don't know why communication triggers Ralph, but this is what we go through. And it's like, that's also a big old red flag. Like if communication triggers, because communication's a pretty, uh, Broad word. I mean, that's a thing that encompasses. It encompasses a lot when it comes to relationship. So it seems like that's not something that should be a trigger, but it is. Ralph plays the victim. He says he regrets doing all the stuff with the dinner. He, I don't like that he's playing the victim. He leaves her alone, and that's the end of the episode. Next week, we get Brooklyn's third birthday party, and that uh, whole comment from the trailer about Candy sucking the D. Candy sucking the D. Uh, And then Sheree versus Drew. I'm very excited. Very excited. Next week's looks amazing. So again, I know we said we were sort of in flop territory, but next week looks so good. And again, I'm not saying that this season or anything by any means is a flop because I'm really excited where we're at. I uh, just know that these women can deliver. So we got a high bar with Atlanta. So even an episode like this still blows anything else out of the water, I think. But it's a high bar in Atlanta, so I'm going to be holding them accountable to that high bar because they have continued to deliver for year upon year upon year. And next week, it looks like they do again. I'm very excited about that children's birthday party. Very excited. Uh, Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to Everything Iconic. We're going to do our cheese little cool down, but before we do... Um, I just want to again mention it. there will be no recap next week of Atlanta. However, there will be an interview with Carlos King. Stay tuned. I also have some other really fun guests coming up because I will be on a little hiatus, but there will be some new episodes. So be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to Everything Iconic. Just go into the app if you listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. There should be an option to click follow on the Everything Iconic page. It should say follow or subscribe. Make sure you click that button. Because not only does it get you all the episodes, but it does help me out a lot. So it will, um, it helps me out a lot. So be sure to do that. And it doesn't mean you have to listen to all the episodes. Just be sure to click that button so that you help out Dan, you help out Danny P. So speaking of helping me out, thank you and all for getting that book. How do I, I don't remember this? It's available everywhere. Let's take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. I'm going to try to stop doing the book promo, you guys, because I know I've been yelled at. Doing too much book promo. I'm sorry I had to do it, but we're going to try to phase it out. We're phasing it out, phasing it out. But I still want you to get it. (laughs) Still want you to buy that book. Uh, Help out Dan. Uh, Breathe out. Did we say that already? Let's take a deep breath in again. Hold it. Breathe out. Speaking of books, I've been reading a lot lately. The Harvey Firestein memoir, fantastic. So, so good. Uh, what else? I just got that new Emily Henry book. I'm going to be reading it on my vacation. Very excited about that. Uh, the Delia Ephron book. She was on Everything Iconic, you guys. I just finally finished it. And oh my God, I can't recommend it enough. It's called Left on Tenth. Ooh, uh, what else? Um, yeah, lots of good stuff. I've been reading like a, I was just going to say, reading like a bird, but that's not a saying. Anyway, uh, I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe, and we'll talk uh, later this week for the Real House of Beverly Hills premiere. <gasps> so excited. So excited. Here we go one more time. Everybody's feeling fine. Here we go now.